As we enter into this Advent season, uncertainty is all around us. We feel the tension. We know the longing. We live with quiet anticipation in the not yet, the known, the unknown, the liminal, mysterious space of the Advent season. As we cross over the threshold of Advent once again, what does it mean for us to lean into this season, to give ourselves to these weeks that show us there is no place where God does not desire to meet us, even in the mystery? Known and unknown, dwelling in the mystery of Advent. Recently, the realities of living in the unknown and starting something new have just felt a bit heavy. Thankfully, a friend of mine reminded me of some things I had forgotten and a few truths I simply didn't know how to apply in this new environment, in this new land I inhabit. I said to him, someone should write this stuff down and put a warning label on it. Haha, <laughs> that pretty much describes the Bible, doesn't it? One of the best and well-known stories in the Bible about heading out into the unknown and being a stranger in a foreign land is, of course, the story of Abram, which begins in Genesis chapter 12. I have wondered what it was that truly inspired Abram to go as God said. Was he raised in a God-fearing family? It doesn't sound like it. We read in Joshua 24 too, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, From ancient times your fathers lived beyond the river, namely Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. From what I can tell, Abram heard the audible voice of God. He then had a decision to make. He could conclude that he had completely lost his mind, or he could believe that he had in fact heard the voice of God. Fast forward to Genesis fifteen six, and we're given the answer. Abram believed the Lord. If you read the chapters between Genesis 12 and 15, a lot happens to Abram and his family along the way. I wondered, if Abram had had some warning, would he still have gone as the Lord told him? He was a stranger in a foreign land. He lived through famine lied and said his wife Sarah was was his sister. Pharaoh took Sarah as his wife, was punished by God for it, so he returned her and sent them on their way again. Conflict separated Abraham from his nephew Lot. Then Lot was kidnapped and needed to be rescued by his uncle. At 99, Abram became Abraham, was circumcised and became a father for the first time. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. What was it that kept Abram going, even though his journey was was fraught with turmoil and unknowns? He was given no guarantees or reward points, and the one real glimpse he had into the future was a dream in which his descendants would be in this wilderness, enslaved and mistreated for 400 years. What kept him going? In Hebrew, the word believe is a verb literally translated to be firm or sure. The same word, aman, is used to describe securing one's tent in a firm place. On one hand, aman, believe, is a verb, a call to action. But on the other, it places a tent peg firmly in the ground. 
I suddenly hear the clash singing, should I stay or should I go, in my head. A couple of years ago, sometime in June 2020, I was having a bad day and simply gave into it and went out into the backyard to float around in my pool. I was feeling a bit sorry for myself, mostly just letting my mind wander, thinking about this vision, this call to action that I had sensed from God, but feeling stuck, unable to imagine how in the world I was going to move forward with it, especially in the middle of a pandemic. I found myself saying to God, in order for this thing to materialize, a million dollars is going to have to fall from the sky. I wasn't really expecting an answer, but I got one. He said to me, if you want this to happen, you're going to have to make some real changes. Rolling my eyes, I said, I'm open to suggestions. In his grace, he said back to me, you need to look north. So we did. Just in case you're wondering, a million dollars didn't fall from the sky, nor did we find it up north, but a whirlwind of happenings took place in a very short amount of time. We found the perfect place to begin Butterfly Way. We then sold our house. It was a sealed deal. But then our financing fell through. I'm not going to lie. I freaked out. We were going to be homeless and bankrupt. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. And I was terrified. What had I done? What were we going to do? That was a legitimately scary circumstance. But it's also telling. When God told me to look north, I believed him. When he brought us to the property in Utterson and showed me where the cabins would be one day with people gathering around the fire pit and the little hummingbird who stopped right in front of my face as though he were welcoming me home, I believed the Lord. We're always believing in something. In this crisis moment, I believed it was up to me to secure financing. I believed our move hinged on the bank, our mortgage broker, and the lawyers. One might say my tent peg was not in a firm place. Yet, even in my unbelief, the Lord showed up, and I'm now writing to you from my home in Utterson, just as God said. If we look at Abram's journey from a different perspective, what we see is that he increasingly believed the Lord. The moment he decided he had actually heard the audible voice of God, he chose to believe Not only did he believe he could hear God's voice, but also God's promise to bless him. His belief was the size of a tiny mustard seed, and by acting on his belief, it grew. Every step Abram took forward increased his belief. Belief is proven through action. Faced with long distances, famine, conflict, and old age, He continued to believe that the Lord would come through. Abram believed the Lord and God credited it to him as righteousness. Belief without action isn't real belief. Amon, believe, is a verb and requires us to place our tent pegs on the firm ground of the Lord. In this season of Advent, we wait with anticipation for the birth of Christ. We believe God humbled himself and became a vulnerable human baby. We believe the presence of Jesus will cause great joy for all people. He came here to show us how it's done, and he died and rose again to make it possible. Our belief in Jesus ought to change everything. 
So now that you believe, what are you going to do?